we did actually get a couple of the uh, battle forces. Um, we had like four different ones that we actually got, got our hands on. So, I think so. But those were obviously those disappeared instantaneously. So we're, we're trying our best to get our hands on more uh, Games Workshop product, just like every other independent retailer uh, in the world is right now. But uh, we'll keep you updated as we get restocks. However, if you want Necromunda, House of Artifice, and I have to admit, the models are really, really cool. Um, they come with this. We got plenty. Boom. Oh, and if you wanted Blood Bowl, Dwarf, or Skaven <gasps> dice or cards, yes. well, get ready, because we got those, too. That's what I've been waiting for, <laughs> especially the Skaven dice. All my life, waiting for Skaven cards. Anybody? Anybody get that reference? No, nobody gets it. That's Voice to Men, bro. Ooh. Except sung, Favorite. Except sung incredibly poorly. Wonder, yeah, these releases are really funny. Yeah, it's all good, dude. Yeah. Um, so, it is what it is. Uh, it's an exciting release for Necromunda. It's a semi-exciting release for Red Bull. Cards and, uh, and dice. Jump on in there, baby. <laughs> if you're an Aeronautica Imperialis player, there has been a release for new rules for you. Uh, it's an upgrade for the Marauder Bomber. It's called the Colossus Bomber. Yes. And uh, besides look at being a really cool-looking model, it also has what I assume are cool cool rules. I have no idea. He's got s structure five, Reese. Um, that's how you know he's That's good. broken. Yeah. He has no fuel, so clearly that's not very good. And his handling is only a four plus, so he's 50% good. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, actually, what I'm looking at. That's not good. Is it? I don't know. But he has a super big bomb that has a diamantine <laughs> tip, as I read in the article. Oh, man. That's I don't know what that is, but it sounds pretty good. It's really good. Blue Cloud and Drew, uh, Boyz II Men reference. How old are you? I'm old enough to remember Boyz II Men and Jodeci. I was in like grade school when that album dropped, and <laughs> still, still a good, still a good album. Boyz II Men were great. Uh, also, an announcement about an exclusive Orc mini that will be available only in GW stores and later on the GW website. <laughs> when they don't sell all of them in their stores. And, and we might get one after that. <laughs> Must be nice. Uh, but I get it. They're trying to give an incentive for people to come into their stores, um, sure. which is tough because the stores are selling it full MSRP. So, And also during COVID, you can only come in and pick stuff up. So a little bit more challenging. I understand yep. why they're trying to dangle a carrot to get, put an incentive out there. But this is Gorzag, Get Stompa, and Nick It. Ooh. Which, if you're a British person, if you nick something, that means you stole it. Wow, look at him. He's get got it. a little bag of goodies. Get it? That would be like yeah. in, in American English if his name was like Swipe It or something. Swipe. Stealer. <laughs> Gank It. Like, oh, okay. Uh, just got to get a yeet in there. Like, he just come up with a new one. Like, his little buddy's name is like Yeeto or something like that. And he throws grenades. Their wanted posters were pretty cool that yeah. JV released. Yeah. Those were sick. And these models were inspired by, inspired by the old Gorka Morka game, which uh, was a... Kind of a cult classic, a really fun game, and uh, the models look quite cool. So, if you're an work player, you're a collector of them, might want to try to get your hands on them. You can do so December 26th. Yeah. So, pretty cool, Franklin. What? Uh, besides the Battleforge Army Builder, which is, in my opinion, a great army building app. Still in the beta phase, but it's free, so that's awesome. You can jump in, download it for free, give it a try, give some feedback. Uh, let them know how to improve it. I think it's a great app. I, I've been enjoying using it uh, for a while now. Uh, visually, it looks amazing. It's got all the rules. It's uh, just point and click on your phone. Makes it super duper easy to use. But if you didn't have another, if you didn't have a big enough incentive to use it beyond the fact that 
I think it's a good product. It's getting better. And anybody that doesn't think that within not a very long period of time, this is what everyone is going to be using just because it's the official product. Um, if you needed another reason to give it a shot, Games Workshop is running a really exciting contest where you can make an army in Battleforge, uh, upload it onto the contest website, and you could win the army that you made. So, pretty cool. You can get in there and win the most crazy army you can think of. That's right. I'm going to make a 10,000-point army and put it in there. No, I'm just kidding. I think there's points restrictions. <laughs> you know what's so funny? JTW Geek in the chat, he's like, whoa, it's too expensive. It's $5 a month, and it gives you all the rules. Most um, of the rules. Most, excuse me. You're yeah. right. Most of the rules. And it's a really good army building app. And it's like, if $5 a month is too expensive in a, in, and you're playing 40K, uh, you need to go get a second job or a side hustle. Like, $60 a year. I think that's what, five intercessors or something like that? Like I'm 10? I don't know. I can't even remember. It's just $5 a month is like negligible, right? And then to have all like all the other bells and whistles that's coming with it. So it's, um, I just, I don't, I don't buy that. When someone's like $5 is expensive, it's the same with like BCP. And I'm like, it's not. You're playing a game where one beer at one tournament is more than the month subscription for that. Like, it's not expensive. And, you know, if you want to use Battlescribe, that's fine, but I'd be willing to bet that a company that is, you know, very roundabout way making money on something that's not their IP, we'll, we'll see how that all goes. But um, I think Battleforge is the future, and every, every month when new players come in, they're going to be introduced to it. If you think that it's not going to become what everyone uses, I think you're going to be one of those people that's thinking they can still play 7th edition uh, 40k because <laughs> they didn't want to change with the times. Yeah, and I understand like people's hesitation and stuff. The app's not great. It's also in beta. So, I mean, it, they're constantly improving it. And I think give them two, three more months, it's going to be such a nice product. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Um, and it, did, it, it and came then, out. Yeah. Poor, I'm sorry to interrupt you, man. Uh, it came out and it was not, it came out with a, it made a very bad impression. Yes. And that, that's 100% fair critique. Uh, but saying it's too expensive is, give me a break. Like, it's $5 a month. Like, if you think that's too expensive, you really should not be playing 40K. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't think saying that it's expensive is a good excuse. It's I think it's going to be a great app. Um, and they're taking everybody's feedback. So now's the time to use it. Tell them what you want to see. Tell them what they you want them to improve. And they're constantly making updates to it. Yeah. They want the, They want everybody to want to use the app. So they're, they're trying to make it to where it appeals to everybody. So uh, Yeah, and, and I mean, just think about it logically, right? Like you may like a different product that is, you know, essentially infringing on someone else's IP. Um, but they, take that aside, right? Like they filled a gap in the marketplace when there wasn't one. So good on them for that. I'm not, I don't have any negative feelings towards Battlescribe or any other army building software. But if you don't think that it is inevitable that this app is going to be what everybody uses, you're crazy. Right? It was like all the people that said, they were, I'll never play Age of Sigmar. I'm going to stick with fantasy forever. Even though I understand like the, the motivation and the feelings that they had, it's, it's, a, it's, ridiculous. it's silly, right? Like, this is the future. So instead of, I don't know, ranting and railing about it, but you can, you could also go in and give feedback and help make it better. Because you bet your bottom dollar, it's just a matter of time before this is what literally everybody is using. Um, so might as well help be a part of the solution, you know? And I do understand that it did come out and it was poor when it came out, 
did not make the best entrance no. onto the scene, but it's getting better. And we know the people who are working on it, who are working on this project, they're smart, they're dedicated, they care about it, and they're going, they're working their butts off to make this a better and better project product. So yeah. And like a lot of people are giving feedback in the chat. Yeah. It's a beta. So they're constantly working on things. Some things are inaccurate. Um, and they're taking feedback. So jump in there, tell them exactly what's going wrong with it. And they're doing their best to get it all fixed ASAP. So, yeah. And you can help, you can help make it a better product because you're probably going to be using it at events. So, um, unless GW pulls a quick one, like they did with the dice app, just gone out of here. Um, as long unless you uh, or if you don't update it it's still on your phone like me <laughs> don't click the update button uh, yeah and this is a great Keep way it. to get feedback about stuff like that yeah <laughs> like, i want to like please your product. bring the dice app back <laughs> yeah uh but it, all that aside and i know that there, there is some very valid criticisms about the app but it's getting better and the team that's on it like i said is dedicated and they're, they're, they really care about it i want we, we want to see them succeed um, you can win a free army, so why not jump in and give it a shot? And heck, if you don't like it, you can always just delete it. But know what this reminds me of, Frankie? Hmm. Since both you and I did, and we're in this position. For any of you who have been around for you know more than a few years, there was a, a Games Workshop used to have a tournament called the Hard Boys, and in the semifinal, it's interesting. It was the semifinals, not the finals. Which the better prize was was the second to last was the semifinal round of the competition. If you won, you got to win an army of your choice. They didn't explain how it worked, though. So Frankie and I both, like in two different, I think it was back-to-back -back years. I think you won it the year before me. Yeah. And then I won it the next year, won this, the Hard Boy semifinals. And so me being the, the geeky gamer that I am, of course, I sat down and tried to game the system. So I came up with the most expensive army I could think of. <laughs> I was like, ha-ha, Games Workshop. It's like a $4,000 army. And I sent in my army list, and then what I got back was not that. No, it was all overstock items. <laughs> yeah. So whatever army you picked, they went into their warehouse, and like, all right, what do we have a lot of? All right, here you go. Because I, I picked Space Wolves, I think. I and thought you got Sisters of Battle. And you got... No, no, no. The guy before me got Sisters oh, of Battle. he got all Penitent Engines. He got all Penitent Engines. I was like, oh, geez. Uh, I was like, I don't, even want, I don't even want to carry that around. That's yeah. heavy. So I, I picked Space Wolves, and I think I got like 10 Razorbacks or something. I was like okay <laughs> i guess i'm making a razorback army thanks guys yeah i picked drukari and uh i got i tried to do like this crazy min maxed mechanized army so that yeah. you're getting like the most possible stuff instead i got a stack like this high of like um of um raiders and um uh the heavy support choice oh talos no no the the ravager ravager it's escaping me. Hey, those models are great. Well, so. it was funny because it was like, I was like, this isn't what I ordered. But then we had just opened Frontline Gaming, so I just turned around and put them all on the shelf. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Yeah. Someone else can buy these. So yeah. hopefully this works the way it's uh, advertised. You get exactly the army that you made. I mean, that'd be great. Like, yeah, my year, you just picked an army. You're like, oh, I picked Space Wolves. I'm like, all right, here you go. I sent in the army <laughs> list. I was reaching for the stars. Yeah, you're like, I'm getting this. They're like, yeah, yeah get out of here. Trying to game the system. And guess yeah. what? It didn't work. As, uh, as it usually doesn't. Yeah. But uh, go check it out. Um, give your feedback on the app. Hopefully, uh, you can enter in the contest. And good luck. It'd be really cool to see who wins. I wonder what kind of crazy army that uh, they're going to come up with. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the Death Guard rules previews that have come out. 
Frankie, you're a long-time Death Guard player. Yeah. Uh, why don't you take us through some of these updates? Let so us know what you think. It is kind of funny seeing the comparison between the other releases. The articles were a lot longer. Death Guard, it's like, here's your rule, here's a paragraph, moving on. <laughs> like, jeez, guys. Well, that, I, think, right. I think they're trying to, like, spread it out because it got delayed. Yeah. So the, the Death, Guard, um, was, Death Guard was supposed to come out this month. But they pushed it into next year because they, I think it was because they said they wanted to make sure they had enough, which I can tell you as retailers, we appreciate that. Yeah, hopefully. It's like, I would like to get more than one or two of these things to be able to sell. And as a customer, it's like, yeah, it'd be nice if we could, you know, actually get a chance to buy some of this stuff. So I personally think that's a smart, uh, a smart move. Yeah, no, I think. I don't mind it if we get more. I think more. it's a super smart move, but. So this, this one, Frankie, we'll tell me what you think about discussing the result. And then to your point, yeah, like I think maybe they're spreading these out and that's why they're shorter. Yeah, they might just be spreading out yeah. the articles. Um, but discussing the result, I've seen a lot of people complaining about this online. And to me, it looks like it looks really good. What, what's your take on it? Well, I think you have to look at it from what else they're gaining, right? In the article, they talk about all the units that are gaining a wound. So gaining a wound and then also subtracting one from damage characteristic, that's really powerful with yeah. both of them combined. Um, I think it's probably better than the uh, five up feel no pain. Of course, you can make the argument that a lot more weapons now do more damage, like the new melta rules and stuff like that. So at that point, you're like, okay, yeah, maybe a five up feel no pain would be better. But um, in comparison to like armies like Necrons, um, and uh, like orcs and stuff like that this rule is going to be great and even against a lot of space marine units you, there's a lot of two damage weapons out there um, and reducing the damage by one and gaining a wound means your plague marines or uh, possessed or blight lord terminators are going to be surviving through a lot more firepower yeah i mean like right now you see things like heavy bolters everywhere like i just played against an army that had 36 heavy bolters yeah exactly right and it's like that would have before shredded you, and now it's well. You, you would have, you would have had to make two feel no pain saves to survive it, um, which the odds are one in nine if I'm doing the math in my head correctly. And now it's like you just you can't die from it, right? Yeah. Um, and it, like with things like Melta, especially with the way Melta works now, if they're doing a minimum of three damage, you're going to die anyway, right? Like yeah. you, the odds of making three five ups are one in twenty seven, I believe. So it's like you had you know, a tiny, tiny chance of actually making it. And it's not reasonable. That's only if the Melta rolled the minimum damage, right? So, and some of the arguments I'm seeing too are really absurd. It's like, somebody's like, it should have been two wounds and feel no pain. I'm like, well, that's not what it is. So like, why are you upset about something that was never happened? Yeah. Like I, I saw this guy that was like, oh, this is, it's, we all knew it was gonna be this. I'm like, well, no, you're upset about something that never happened not happening like, yeah why don't we look at reality so you know is it amazing perhaps not but uh, an extra wound and minus one damage is pretty dang good right and then you have to remember there's a lot more there's a lot of other uh, pieces to this puzzle that we're not seeing yet right maybe there is ways to get feel no pain in the book you know and then you could have all of those stacked on top of each other and you could be incredibly ridiculous you know pun intended disgustingly resilient <laughs> so what, what's your take on this would you still play the uh death card the way you have in the past oh 100 i mean the the plus one wound alone just makes the list so much better before when you're getting shot with bolters or las guns or whatever you're always worried about dying with two wounds you're not really worried about losing that many guys um i think the increase the wounds is like the one rule to really take away from this but also look at units that have minus one damage like uh the wave serpent 
everybody loved wave serpents and everybody said that the minus one damage on it was super powerful so yeah take that into account when you're looking at your list but i really think the plus one wound is going to make this army super powerful yeah no it's funny like you hit the nail on the head the minus one damage on the wave serpent was what made it right yeah. and like some of the people i'm seeing complaining about discussing the resilient are at the same time complaining about dreadnoughts and like it's the same rule you can't on one hand say it's too good and also not good enough so uh, but a good point. Axe of Entropy says, uh, my hobby is complaining about other people complaining. Yeah, I'm a, salt, I'm a salty old dog. I can do that. When you become a grognard, that's just what you, that's what you do. And you know the, the word grognard? You know where it comes from? No. From the Napoleonic times in Napoleon's army, an old so- soldier who grumbled a lot. was called, <laughs> That's called a grognard. It makes I'm sense. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Get off my lawn. Still a thing. But that, that's it in this article, at least. That's, well, that's all of it. you know. It's a lot, though, frankly. <laughs> what it lacked in quantity, it made up for in quality. Yeah. yeah. All right? But I believe that means uh, anybody that had Discussing Resilience before probably still has it. So vehicles and all that things that had it are going to get the minus one damage. If, if that's accurate, that's extremely strong. Yeah. Right? Like, some of those vehicles are already incredibly hard to... Um, Penetrate, as they say in the business. Check out Frankie's OnlyFans <laughs> for more tales of disgusting resilience and overwhelming penetration. <laughs> That'd be a All great right. one. Nurgle themed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Nurgle themed OnlyFans. I don't think I'm into that. It might not be popular. Probably, but you know what? It but in certain be... crowds, <laughs> still, still better than a corn themed OnlyFans. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about part five of the review, Contagions of Nurgle. Um, educate Ooh. us on this one, buddy. So uh, so this is a really cool rule. Um, I'm sure a lot of you remember Mortarian having a minus one toughness aura. Well, guess what? Now your entire army gets a minus one toughness aura. So how do you – is this if you're just playing pure Death Guard, you get this? Yeah, so if you're playing pure Death Guard, you get Nurgle's Gift, which uh, every battle round it increases the aura. On turn one, it's one inch. Turn two, it's three inches. Turn three, it's six. And on turn four, it's nine inches. And it's a minus one toughness aura. Yeah. That so is it's, savage. It's really powerful. And uh, in the article, they talk about now your plague weapons are wounding on threes or even twos. It makes your army so much better. You know what army doesn't care about that? Which one? Mine. Mm, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my league game last night. My opponent was like, I'm going to do plus one to wound. I'm like, you still wounded me on a four plus. He's like, oh. I'm sorry. He's like, well, I'm not going to do that. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> no, I've quite played Deathwing, of course, at this point in time. So that looks incredibly good. Yep. Um, a nine-inch bubble off everybody with the keyword, which is what? Is it? Is it just Death Guard or is it? Yeah, uh, I think it's all Death Guard. Wow. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, so a minus one toughness aura is really powerful, as everybody knows. Um, it just makes your weapons so much better. So if you're taking even just bolters on plague marines are gonna be doing a lot of damage because you'd be wounding on threes in most cases. Yeah, I mean that that was always the thing that annoyed me the most about Mortarian was that, and then his little like mortal wound pulls because it's just you're like, oh, there's no escaping it. Yeah. And now that you can do it with your whole army, that's wild, man. Like especially on a t- like an army that's toughness like like orcs, for example, that toughness is their armor, right? Yeah. Because they don't have any armor. If you're dropping them down to T3. With a six-up save, oh my gosh, you're going to shred them. Yeah. 
And then, though, like the way you played Death Guard, which we don't know exactly what they're going to, you know, how it's going to play out when we get the Codex, but you played them as a melee infantry army um, with some shooting. I think now that kind of a list is going to be even better. Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how it works. Um, Mortarian with minus one damage is also really strong. Um, without the feel, no pain, it makes it a little tougher to take them, of course, but. Uh, I think the minus one toughness aura is just going to help out the infantry and the shooting so much. Yeah, because it's, it's going to be like a melee, basically a melee range until the end of the game. Yeah. So orienting your army in that way, um, where like you took the plague knife and the um, pistol, right? On all you guys? Or no, you no, took the knife. No, I took a bubotic axe and a, a plague knife. Yeah, it's pure melee. Yeah. Like you're going to get into combat and you're just going to be wrecking things. And if, if, if you still get rerolls from the plague weapons and all that stuff, you're going to be doing so much more damage. Yep. Yeah, it's really strong. So I think if you're a Death Guard player, there's a lot to be excited about, or you can be salty about losing your feel no pain. Oh, I can't believe all I got was an extra wound and minus one minus one wound army wide. Life is so unfair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, cry me a river. That sounds awful. Can't imagine that. Serpent shields for everybody. <laughs> it's not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Legitimate complaints, or uh, uh, funny complaints aside, legitimate complaints, uh, as anticipated, uh, this year's Black Friday sale uh, shattered last year's record, which was the biggest one we'd ever had, and we were concerned we might fall behind. We have. We're a couple days behind our production schedule, but just to let everybody know, uh, please be patient. We're literally working 24 hours a day, seven days a week right now. And, um, you know, if you complain about this, you're totally, totally valid in doing so. But we are doing everything in our power to get all the items out, uh, FLG mats, ITC terrain. Um, we're just we're, really we're just bottlenecking on um, um, hours on hours. Yeah. I mean, we have we have people that were working at four in the morning, three in the morning last night and uh, seven days a week. So we're doing everything we can to get these out in time for Christmas. Uh, we are extremely sorry that uh, we fell behind on this. And next year, we have a plan in place to hopefully be able to avoid these bottlenecks. But it's not just us. You know, most companies um, have experienced these kind of delays and problems during this time of the year. I have a supplement that I take every morning. And it shipped. It was supposed to ship on the 30th of the month. And it's the 16th that hasn't even shipped yet. And I emailed them. And I'm like, hey. I was like, it's, you know, what's up? And they're like, oh, man, it's just we're so slammed. And then I was like, you know, don't sweat it. I was like, I understand. Yeah. Plus, shipping times take extra uh, time yeah. nowadays, and yeah, because so. you, you know, the post office and everybody is overwhelmed. So yeah. anyway, you know, we're not trying to make excuses. We're just trying to explain the situation. Uh, thank you for your patience. And for those of you waiting on LVO um, confirmation of how we're processing your LVO tickets, it's the same problem. The whole team is trying to get Black Friday taken care of. And unfortunately, because of the way it works with uh, LVO tickets, like we have to go through them one, one at a time. So uh, please be patient. Um, we will get through all of those, but it's a lot of people. And um, you, you literally have to do them one at a time. Yeah. So. And as long as you filled out the sheet, you'll get your credit or your refund or your ticket transferred. Um, it just may take up to the 90 days that are refunded refund policies it says so we don't think it's going to take even yeah. remotely close to that long but we can only do so much at once and we're just a little overwhelmed but uh i guess that's a good segue into saying we want to welcome our newest team member uh we just hired another um, 
local gamer to join the team, the Frontline Gaming family, Aurelio or Leo, as he goes by, uh, we're happy to have him. And he is currently sitting behind the camera studying with the Rhino. That's right. He's the reason that the mics didn't work this morning, so you guys can blame him. <laughs> yeah, we'll blame Welcome to the team, Aurelio, yeah. you idiot. Thanks for ruining the stream. <laughs> so, uh, that, you know, we're doing everything we can, including hiring extra people to help us um, get over the hump. But thank you for the business. Helps yeah. keep the lights on. All righty, let's take a look at what's going on in the ITC. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> All right. You know what's really funny, though? What? Um, especially with all like the little like drama that happened last week. A lot of countries that didn't completely drop the ball on COVID, like some other countries, which shall go unnamed, which we may or may not live in, <laughs> are actually coming out of lockdown now. And so there's a couple countries where I've been talking to people that they're having like big events that are about to about to happen. So even in, especially in light of all the like the little squabbles that we had last week, I'm like, there's a pretty good chance that coming down the home stretch, all these top spots are gonna get ganked by people in other countries because they're actually able to have real events right now. So it's pretty funny. Um, there's gonna be a big asterisk next to the 2020 season for obvious reasons. But um, the last like 60 days of the season are gonna be really funny. Yeah. Cause you're gonna see yeah, these, these countries who are like fully coming out of it. And they're like, oh, throwing up, you know, 100 plus person events, it's gonna be really funny. <laughs> Especially with all these people like, ah, oh, my points, my points. And I'm like, all right. Oh no. <laughs> so, I mean, and perhaps not, but we'll see, right? So, yeah. uh, let's take a look at the current top five 40K competitive track. First place, Dan, Dan Sammons. Second place, Colin McDade. Third, Ken Knox. Fourth, Vic VJ. Fifth, Rude Steenbakers. So, three of those uh, players are. are UK European and uh, I have a feeling the Aussies are going to be coming on strong here so it's going to be a really really uh, entertaining and wild finish yeah coming down the home stretch there uh, hobby track 40k James Weston is in first place followed by Mar Marshall Peterson Jeremiah Pettit in third Scott Boucher in fourth and James Kelly in fifth age of Sigma our current top five we got Matt Beasley in first Anthony Trentinelli in second William Sohaley in third Jordan Duncan in fourth Gareth Thomas in fifth uh, hobby track current top five we have russell tanner in first will reeves in second adam kamenish in also tied in second i make that mistake every single week matt abbott in fourth and dan sanchez in fifth warm underworlds we have ivan cho in first glenn dean in second jonathan colson in third cody handler in fourth mike melody in fifth and finally kill team top five rudy pertu tataninen in first john sow in second and hill alvarez serrano in third lucas corone in fourth carlos paz in Ooh. Rob Porter says, what do we have to do to bring the stash back? Don't do another lockdown. <laughs> well, we're almost there, Reese. Yeah, I know. It's about to happen. So, <laughs> yay. Yay. I don't know. I like to, I like to mix it up. Clean shaven look. Especially as I get older, I'm going to hang on to that. It makes me look younger. Uh, you should just grow out sideburns. Like intense sideburns. It's I like used to have them. They forever. I had yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The ones that, but I mean like big, bushy sideburns that'll definitely get the ladies oh yeah can't wait easily um so it'd be fun to talk do a little tactics corner update because we've actually been playing again uh me more than than frankie uh lately because frankie's been working so hard but uh been playing the Deathwing. got uh quite a few games in 
Tomodachi Express. That's my OnlyFans account. Now you know how to find me. Uh, uh, so we been playing the Deathwing, and um, they're really, really, really good, right? Like, I am very rusty. I've been making a million mistakes. I've played three games so far, and I won two quite handily, and I narrowly lost the, uh, the, one, the game I lost. And the one thing I could say about the army is, like, it's incredibly resilient. It, hit, it shoots well. It assaults well. And it is slow. But because of the way the game plays, with a lot of the objectives are kind of pushed towards the middle of the table, and your opponent kind of has to come at you in a lot of cases. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash instantinkspotify. What I have found is that the first turn you just move up and shoot and the army shoots really well, like surprisingly well. And then by turn two in every game I've played, I've been in combat. I think, you know, the uh, smart way to counter the army is to not do that, is to, to stay at max range and try and play keep away. But with the uh, chaplain having a plus two inch charge uh, litany and the champion giving you a reroll charge aura, even with only a five inch um, move, you get up, you get up the table pretty quick. By turn three, you're going to be up in your opponent's face, and it's really, really difficult to deal with that many terminators. Yeah, well, especially on the shorter board, moving five inches really isn't a big deal. So yeah, and in a lot of the missions, you know, the objectives are toward, they're they're pushed towards the middle of the table. So it's like the speed is their biggest weakness, but given the environment right now, it's not that big of a weakness. Yeah. Right. I haven't had any problems. So I made a couple tweaks. Um, actually, in my game with uh, Aurelio, he uh, gave me some really good advice. I switched out my Outriders for a, an Apothecary on a bike. Everything else is Terminators. And I took three command squads with just two models, and they just go and sit on objectives. Oh, I keep one to protect my characters, but the other two go sit on objectives, and it's like, good luck killing them like with three wounds a piece okay and they can only they, the whole army has transhuman physiology all game with the terminator armor they're really hard to kill yeah right and like they can actually go take an objective from somebody else too um it's a really really tough army and the thing that appeals to me the most about it is it's really easy to play which is great because i'm so rusty i don't want something that's really complicated right like you just walk all the terminators forward you take some casualties and then your second wave is like deathwing knights and characters who each hit like a truck so in most of the games i've played you the, the 20 tactical terminators get whittled down or destroyed but your whole your opponent's whole army is focused on doing that and then turn three turn four your characters go in and they kill everything yeah right it's, i'm sure there's armies out there that i'm not thinking about that would really be a good counter against me but so far playing in some a wide variety of lists it hasn't even been remotely close in the kill in the in kill power. Like my army has dramatically out killed my opponent's armies. Yeah. And then you like in my experience, the first couple turns you don't score that well, but then you just shit on or excuse me, you you just crush your opponent's army pretty badly, and then you you scoop up a ton of points at the end of the game. Like you get on the primary, I usually end up pretty close to max. So nice. and the secondaries are pretty easy to pick for it too. Yeah. And in a lot of cases. 
it's like, oh, I'm definitely going to kill more stuff than you. And now I do raise the banners. It's easy. Like, well, two little two-man units. They're like, dink. <laughs> so it's, yeah. I still have a lot to learn. You know, I'm not an expert by any means. But the fact that I'm two and one with, against people who have been playing way more than me says a lot, right? So I think it's, um, it's going to be one of those uh, armies that's going to take a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, I mean, the army-wide 4-plus the wound is super powerful. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting in our game. Yeah, I think my army is really well-equipped to fight yours. Um, I, of course, it could be wrong. I think if you're playing smart, which I know you will, just play to the mission and avoid trying to directly engage me because I just don't think you can. I could be wrong, of course. But when you have a transhuman physiology, 2-up save, invul save, 5-up um, feel no pain, and you have the ridiculously broken apothecary. That thing is dumb. The space marine apothecary is so stupid. It's like, pretty good. It's so dumb. This is way too good. When you bring somebody back to life, they should come back with one wound. Full wounds is so stupid. <laughs> Especially when you can heal. You can heal two units a turn. Yeah, it's really strong. Like um, I've had games where someone shot me with the whole army, only kill four terminators, and I bring one back and heal another. And you're like, that. Fun, fun times for yeah, you. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And then the army shoots well because the chaplain giving you plus one to wound, all the rerolls, plus one to hit. And then you go into combat, and obviously it's insane. You can get the Terminators um, plus one to hit and all this crazy stuff. Like, um, yeah, you can actually have them count as holding still and give them plus one to hit, if I remember correctly. So it's it's nuts, dude, with four rerolls. And, like, in melee, they just shred whatever they touch. It's crazy. Yeah, that many powerful attacks, you're just going to kill whatever you charge. Yeah, and with all the extra attacks and everything like that. So, yeah, it's a really, really powerful army in my opinion. Of course, I could be wrong. Um, I have another league game. Uh, I have two more leagues, league games this week, and then you and I need to schedule a game when you have a little bit of free time. And uh, we'll see, right? We'll see how, I, how we feel about it afterwards. But so far, I think it's just like it's an easy army to play. It's incredibly hard to kill. It hits extremely hard. Like, what more do you want? Yeah. It's really good. I know you haven't had a chance to play a lot lately, but how are you still feeling about your uh, Harleys? Are you going to kind of continue to play the same list? you think you might switch anything up? No, I'm going to play the same list. It's really strong. Uh, it does really well against Marines. Um, and then I just played Sisters the other day and does really well against Sisters. Um, so I'm really happy with it. But uh, I will I think I'm after playing against Sisters, I think I'm going to start a Sisters Army. So. Well, you already have super. one. Well, I'm going to sell mine and get all the new models. Oh, my God. The new models are so much cooler. Yeah. So, yeah, why don't we talk about that game? Because uh, you play Christian, and he had a really interesting sisters list. It's not the normal sisters list that we've been seeing. Because we've been seeing, like, two, three kind of the same templates of sisters armies. And the army you played against had three full units of mortifiers. Uh, mortifiers are insane. I don't know why we don't see them more frequently. Each one has two heavy bolters and has 15 attacks in melee. I was like, you, what? I was like, no way. Yep. And then they blow up in combat. And they do mortal wounds to you on a four plus when they die. I was like, why aren't more people using this unit? They're, and they're reasonably resilient too. They have what, five wounds? Uh, Yeah, they have five wounds and they have a six up feel no pain, I believe. Um, but yeah, they're they're really strong. Uh, I think I think Space Marines just kind of doo-doo on them, unfortunately, just from range. They just kill them before they're even able to get in the charge range or anything like that. Um, but, it, like, they worked really well, especially against my army, with all the two damage shots, 
Um, and then also in combat with 15 attacks, they could easily kill an entire Harlequin unit. So I was like, oh god. And then the mortal wounds, anytime they kill something, they're killing like a 25-point Harlequin. So I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah, they're really strong. And then, you know, the other common elements we're seeing is three units of Repentia, which if I was a Sisters player, I would always do that. I would put them in Rhinos, too. Like, you're seeing some people running them on foot, maybe one unit as a countercharge unit, but I would probably put them in Rhinos just to give them a, a Blade of Wounds. They hit, they hit so hard for the points. Like, and they self-buff. That's the part that's crazy. Like, oh, yeah, I'll reroll hits when I charge. You're like, it's pretty solid. Um, and then that the, the Bloody Rose Cannoness is the most underpriced model I've seen in 9th edition so far. The damage output for what you pay for is stupid. It's so stupid. She's really good. Nine, two damage, like AP3 attacks with rerolling hits and wounds for 50 point, or 55 points or whatever it is. Are you kidding me? that's so ridiculous it's quite good yeah and, but sisters are great they're in a really good position like you know you could go melt a spam or you could go to mortifier spam or you could take a mix they have speed like it's a really cool army they look like they're super fun to play yeah yeah no i'm really excited to put a sister's army together uh i'm going all infantry though it'd be interesting You're just gonna do a horde yeah 100 sisters four up invo save i like it does not does not sound bad. It's like the army I played again in my league game last night. Um, it was maximum uh, pink horror. Uh, what was the word for it? Pink so horrors. 60 pink horrors with all the points to go full, oh. full, full brim. <laughs> so it was like, I don't know, what is that? It's 30, 60, uh, it's uh, 30, 60. So it's like 150 models per unit, really. Jeez. Yeah, still, the Deathwing still went through them all the way by turn three, basically. Ouch. Yeah. Well, it's just when you have the tactical Terminator units with all the bolters, you know, hitting on, you can make them hit on twos, some of them, plus one to wound, rerolls, all this crazy stuff. Um, it's just ridiculous. And then yeah. you go into combat and you have a million attacks, and then morale doesn't help them out either. But, yeah, those units are crazy, dude. Like, for the objectives... It's so hard to kill, to get through them. And then it's like, you just can't move through them either. They can block off the whole half of the table. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. It was a, kind of an uh, interesting list. Unfortunately, though, it had zero ability to kill Terminators outside of mortal wounds from um, yeah. psychic powers. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have a lot of answers here, I mean. No. That's, <laughs> well, my pink horrors will shoot at you. You're like, all right, I got a two of armor safe. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so half the time, he was like, I'm not even going to bother. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of pointless. But then it was like, um, they would hit me with mortal wound abilities. Like, what, what is it? Uh, the one that it like explodes and does mortal wounds on everybody within three inches? Demonic portal or something like that? I can't remember. Uh, a gate or... I yeah, don't remember. It's called. yeah. But the thing is, now that the Deathwing models have so many wounds, the apothecary was just like, heal, 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 heal. And it, just didn't, it still didn't kill anybody. Yeah, mortal wound span versus the new marines is just, it doesn't do anything. There's so they, many wounds. Like, a lot of the models have three wounds each. So you're like, cool. On average, I'm going to get two wounds, which doesn't even kill a guy. You're like, all right, well, <laughs> good thing my army doesn't do anything to you. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, mortal, mortal wound spam has definitely been dialed back, so you can't take as many characters, really. Uh, it's just it's not nearly what it was. But you know what? Does anybody miss it? It was not fun. Mortal wound spam was pretty silly. It was pretty stupid. <laughs> uh, Wizard of Boss says, yeah, sisters are really bonkers. Bonus points for be, uh, being able to go with a within it a few inches to deny... No idea what that means. Yep, no idea. All right. Uh, the end gold says, how have Craft World's list looked in ninth? Pretty crappy, if we're going to be honest. 
Um, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any craft world Eldar lists that have been doing well that weren't suit like a super gimmick, um, like a, a wave serpent spam. We've saw, seen do pretty well because of um, you know the extreme resilience to minus one damage, which isn't good enough for the Death Guard. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, mobility and the ability to uh, take a blade of wounds and then drop units out. We've seen that do okay. Uh, in the chat, Tomodachi Express is saying that uh, he likes Shadow Specters and Night Spinners. So, I mean, there's a couple units in there, and we've seen them mixed in with, like, Inari or uh, a very small amount of Craft World mixed in with Harlequins. Seeing that a lot to get the, um, basically just for uh, uh, Dark Reapers and the um, uh, Psyker, Farseer. Um, so, yeah, those are still really good. Uh, but as far as just like pure craft world armies, I haven't been seeing them do that well. I think they, they got the points increases were a little harsh. I think the points increases were harsh, and then also they just they don't have a lot of like multi damage weapons. So like you go up against marines that now have two three wounds, you're like, all right, my splinter or my uh, uh, blade whatever that blade storm or whatever only does one wound. You're like, cool. Sure, uh, can catapult nothing. Mythios uh, says, we mentioned doing an ATC-style team event a while back. Yes, that it, I believe we're going to be in the clear on that one. That is one that we're, we're going to be doing. It's called the uh, Las Vegas Team Tournament. Right? Did I say that correctly? Yeah. yeah. Las Vegas Team Tournament. And that will be in September, towards the end of September. So we feel confident that by then we're going to be good to go. I have a feeling this event is going to be an absolute slam dunk. The price is great. Um, it's like just off the strip it's basically still on the strip but it's just like a tiny bit off so you could still go do all the fun stuff uh the the time of the year the weather's really nice in vegas uh I, and besides that there's gonna be so much pent up demand to go to tournaments i wouldn't be surprised if this event sells out in like a day yeah honestly um and i think it's going to be on the other side of this whole covid business i, I think the late september should be well in the clear so yeah. um I, Beyond that, it's going to be a super popular event just on its own, right? It's a, it's a team tournament, ATC-style, um, in Vegas, boys' trip, girls' trip, whatever. Uh, and then we're also going to try and come up with a system, or we will come up with a system that will allow people to come and play as, like, um, like a mercenary spot. So, like, if you don't have a full team, you can still come, right? It should yeah. be a lot of fun. Uh, we had a question in the chat. I uh, didn't see the name. Asking about... Uh, the LVO tickets, if you go to the LVO website, all the instructions are on there. So just make sure to fill out the form that's uh, all over the, the LVO site and um, let us know what you want us to do with your ticket. Ignore the, the refund deadline um, because it got canceled because of COVID. We're, we're, we pushed that back to literally the day before the event. So just make sure to fill that out. And it's going to take us a little bit of time because there's a lot of people, but we will get through it. We will get to you. Uh, Hugh Murphy said that uh, wasps are also really good for craft world Eldar, and that is true. We just saw a we just saw a winning list that had like nine wasps in it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fast. Really they have good firepower. Yeah, well, Harleys. I I think you can make a strong argument that Harlequins are the best army in the game, if not the best, top three. And don't take my word for that. Go look at other people who've been playing a lot more, and they're all saying the same thing. And then just go look at tournament results. Yeah. Almost every tournament we see has a Harlequin player in the top three. Yeah, it's they're extremely good. Uh, Big Nasty Nasto, thank you so much for donating your ticket to the cause because we are taking it in the shorts financially on uh, canceling the LVO, even with you know some of the the, the you know clauses that come into stuff, play. Yeah. It's still pretty dang painful. 
Uh, Red Monka says, how have Chaos Knights been doing? I don't think Knights are doing that great right now. No. Um, Multi-wound models and, uh, or like big wound models like Knights and vehicles and stuff in uh, Ninth aren't that great due to the new Melta rules and how many armies have like just mass Melta guns. <laughs> They're killing those big models really fast. Yeah, we, we've only seen one Knight list do well and it was like kind of like a not what you would imagine it was like six armagers and then like two knights yeah so it still it was still a knight list but it was like not like the normal knight list apparently the uh, forge world armagers are really good they are really good yeah yep. how would we rank uh necrons asks gokhan syndric uh, i think they're extremely good and we've been seeing people doing well in tournaments, obviously with what limited tournaments we've had in 2020. Yeah. But we've been seeing those post-codex doing really well. Um, I know the Rhino just started a Necron army. He's really excited about it. And some of our teammates on Team Zero Comp either started or went back to their old Necron armies and they've been going to events and doing really well. Yep. Uh, the Dice Dome is asking if the Frontline Gaming Paint Studio is still hiring. Yes, we are always hiring. Uh, just shoot us uh, email painting at frontlinegaming.org with your portfolio, and uh, we'll take a look. And check out the FLG Paint Studio dot uh, uh, FLG Paint Studio website, and uh, you can see the kind of quality that we're aiming for. If you think you can do that and you can do it quickly, because you know it's obviously it doesn't matter how good of a painter you are if it takes too long, it doesn't doesn't work out. Yeah. So speed and quality. Um, and you want to take a shot at it, maybe because I know a lot of people are, are out of work right now uh, or they need to supplement their income because of the financial uh, chaos that's come along with COVID. This could be a great way to supplement your income or to be your whole income. And if you are open minded to it and you have the skill, we are opening our in-house studio Q1 of next year. Obviously, it's going to be socially distanced and all that stuff uh, be done safely. But um, if, if that's something that you're interested in pursuing, email us and uh, we'll take a look and see if you'd be a good fit. But, um, you know, the in-house studio, you'll have options for health insurance, all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, we want to make sure that those are people that are going to take it seriously and get in there and get the job done and work in a fun environment here at Frontline Gaming. Yeah. We're really excited for that. Uh, let me see. When do you think will be the time when Space Marines are not going to be top three anymore? Never. It wasn't that long ago that Space Marines were bad, right? Like, it was only like a... When was that? More than a year ago. Two years ago. And only because of COVID. Remember when I was playing Space Marines almost all of 8th edition and everyone thought they were one of the worst armies in the game? Up until oh, the no. critics came out at the end. They had game, man. No, that was 7th edition. That was 7th. Oh. Oh, in all of 8th edition, eighth, Space Guillemin Marines was were amazing. Bad. Except the very beginning with yeah. the Raven, with the yeah, they fell off a little bit. Yeah, they were only bad for like a year. No, they were bad for like two years because I played them the entire time. I don't think they so. came out right when they came out. They were broken because of Storm Raven spam that got FAQ'd almost immediately, and then it was literally I was like one of the only Space Spring players taking them to events, and I remember because I played them at Nova two years in a row, and everyone was like, "Oh, Space Spring is so bad," and then Games Workshop listened. And then that's when you got the hyper-powered Space Marine Codex as a response to that. So, yeah, they've only been on the top of the hill since the last LGT that happened. Because that was right when the Codex came out. So that it's been like two years that they've been top of the pack. And one of those years has been COVID. 
So yeah. they really haven't been good for that long, and they weren't good forever. So normal Space Marines were not good forever. You had Battle Company in seventh, and what that was not a dominating army. That was an army that won the mission and got its ass kicked. Yeah, well, in, I mean, in fifth you had uh, bike armies, which were really strong, um, and then in sixth. Sixth was all the Death Stars, so six yeah, I mean, six Space Marines were great. Yeah, but and then I, in don't seventh, know, I don't qualify Death Stars. Seventh again, Space Marines were super strong. So yeah, I don't. There there wasn't a long period of time where Space Marines weren't good. It's just maybe not the flavor of Marines that you wanted to play. I don't know. I but, would I would qualify that statement. I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully yeah, disagree hit and run with you. Are great. Yeah. I'm gonna respectfully dis- disagree with you on that one because like the Battle Company. You're crazy. <laughs> the Battle Company was like it was good at winning the mission, but it wasn't like now where the Space Marines crush you. I don't right. know. There were a few games where I just crushed people with my. Well, yeah, the world's company. greatest has an advantage that the rest of us. I don't. Mortals, I don't know if you remember, black. but the semifinals at uh, Nova when I played against Brett Perkins Tau, which Tau were super broken, I tabled him on turn one. So that's because he made such a huge blunder. <laughs> it's and that smashing. was with the look on your face. I was like, "Oh, Frankie is about to deliver the." He gave me first turn. I was like. People always gave me first turn, and I was like, that's yeah. the biggest mistake. I mean, Brett handed, you, Brett handed you victory on a platter, but... Yeah, Space Marines, I thought, were super strong, but... Yeah, well... For... Again, it's it depends on what flavor you're playing, right? If you just played foot Space Marines in 8th uh, edition, it probably wasn't... Or, I mean, in 7th edition, you probably weren't doing very well. But... Yeah, throughout the history of the game, for as long as I've been playing, which is basically all of, all of modern 40k, Rogue Trader doesn't really count, because it was a completely different game. But Space Marines have been middle to, like, okay the entire time. And then there's been a couple times when they've been really good. This is the peak of it, right? Like, well, I should have said, actually, last edition was the peak of it. Um, for, for the re- If you go back and look at the data for as long as we've collected it, they've always been kind of middle, upper middle of the pack. This is the first time when they've really just been the dominant army, like, ever. Like, Battle Company was really good. I know I'm, I'm busting your chops. It just—it wasn't the kind of army that would just usually just smash you. You just won through attrition, and then in uh, in fourth edition, it was actually again the best list back then was was <laughs> we called it ass cannon spam, assault cannon spam. Yep. That was a really really powerful army that would shoot you off the table. That's the last time I can remember Space Marines, just Space Marines, not with some bizarre gimmick like a Death Star, um, but Space Marines playing as Space Marines were really 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 strong, um, and the rest of the time they've just they've been okay. You know, you, you could win with them, but they weren't dominating. So anyway, long-winded answer to a short question. Um, space Marines, like this perception that they're just like, oh, it's always been Space Marines is, is not accurate. And I think we're already seeing that all the codexes coming out in ninth edition can tango with or beat Space Marines. And I think as we get more codexes, Space Marines relatively are going to become I don't want to say less powerful, but everybody else is going to go up to their level or or beyond, and the the playing field will become leveled, and you'll see less Space Marines being played and winning. Yeah, I mean, the, the hardest part for Space Marines, and as you, you usually see it towards the end of editions, is they one of the first codexes to come out. So they're really good at the beginning up till the middle, but then towards the end, codexes start to change, a lot more powerful codexes come out, and Space Marines start to fall off a bit. Of course, you still have the outliers, and when they add new units and stuff like that, Space Marines get buffed. But um, I think, especially for a lot of players, I'm sure there's a lot of players that only started playing in eighth, so they've probably only seen Space Marines being pretty powerful. 
Yeah, I mean, so. you know, since the Codex came out, they've clearly been the best. There's no one's going to argue that. Yeah. Uh, but before that, we had an army that was heinously way more dominating than Space Marines, and that was the Castellan, you know, guardless. It's the most winning army we've ever seen in the history of the game, and that lasted over a year. Um, and before that, it was Eldar, and then... And then in 5th edition, Eldar were the worst army in the game. It's always changing, you know? Yeah. It's All it's going to take is one new codex to come out that can really ace, that really has Space Marines number. And I, I actually think Deathwing, and, even though they are another flavor they are of Space, Space Marines. Marines. Yeah. But it's all Terminators, right? It's different. But um, it's slightly different. You were talking about your Space Marine Apothecary. That's super good. No, it's broken as shit. <laughs> so broken. I have no problem admitting that. So there's a lot of ridiculous things in that book. How many points is the Apothecary? Uh, for Deathwing or Ravenwing, with the upgrade, he's 100 points. 100 and, he's 115, that's right. And you're saying that the sister model with nine attacks is way more broken. When your guy can bring back two guys? He can only resurrect one. Okay. See, totally One fair. a turn and heal another unit. Fair and balanced, just like yeah. Fox News, bro. How much? How many points is a Deathwing Terminator? 38 points. So he can bring back 38 points every turn, plus heal wounds on 38 He has points. to resurrect three dudes. That's not easy to do because you don't usually lose that many. I <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's ridiculous. The apothecary is so broken. It's stupid. And then the Ravenwing one, the Ravenwing one has a, a, a war gear item that gives him a minus one invul save aura. I was like, was that necessary? Jesus. I was like, why does he have this? He doesn't need it. That's pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. And then the Ravenwing's aura to heal is six inches. Okay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That makes sense. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, bringing an ATV back to life, Rob Porter in the chat says, is the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> it's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's like this thing explodes and then he puts a Band-Aid on it. He's like, get back in there, champ. He's like, I'm here to heal space marines and also vehicles. Yeah, Why that's so stupid. <laughs> it is so stupid. You're like, okay, this thing just like got blown up and he just yeah. like... He just, Maybe they just killed the writers. And he's like, all right. He's like rubbing Neosporin on it. He's like, get back in there, kid. <laughs> got this. Gives it a good hustle. He's like, get so back stupid. in there. Go kill him. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's too good. I, 100% that's too good. Yeah. But um, I, I, I am fully, fully confident that um, as other codexes come out, you'll see more variety because people will feel like they have more um, options. And I, I really think that some of the codexes coming out are going to consistently beat Space Marines. So we'll yeah. see. Time will tell. <laughs> Rob Porter said he's also a master mechanic. Chugs a PVR and slaps some camo duct tape on that bad boy. That's a great image. Go get him, Tiger. Get her done. Oh, brother. Yeah, the apothecary is, is, is broken. I like that he's good. I like a healing mechanic in the game. I think it's fun. But, it, you know, healing back to full wounds is a bit much in my opinion. It's pretty strong. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 715 of Signals from the Frontline. We hope you enjoyed joining us as much as we enjoyed talking to you all. Uh, thank you so much for your patience as we get through Black Friday and uh, LVO processing all that. It was uh, just, it's a lot at once. And um, we will get through it though. We appreciate the patience. Have a great week and we will talk to you all next Wednesday.